Welcome to For Something Greater. I am Dominic Hawley, your host, and I am so happy you are here today. This is a podcast where we dig deep into what it takes to pursue your dreams, create an impact, and be a world changer. We get real, honest, and vulnerable. We dig into the challenges, the roller coasters, the triumphs, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your green drink, and let's dig into today's episode. Welcome. I am so excited to have you here with me. I wanted to talk today about uncertainty and really the topic of life happening for you and not to you. And it is March 18th and we're right in the middle of the whole coronavirus um, situation. And so I'd actually been wanting to make this podcast episode a while ago. Um, And it just kind of worked out that it's happening while the whole coronavirus is happening. And I think probably a good time on that. So why I've been thinking about this recently is for a number of reasons. But the main one is, you know, I have a sister who is mid-30s and was diagnosed with a very aggressive stage of um, form of cancer last May. And... So it's mid-March now, so almost about 10 months. And she just finished her chemo in mid-February. And I was able to drive with her back to Thunder Bay, where she lives, and spend some time with her while she got resituated back at home. And, you know, if you've ever had to walk through through a time of life when somebody is going through a massive change, um, which I'm sure we all have, or life-threatening news, it it can be challenging. Um, And I have just been so grateful recently for my sister and her perspective on life and her perspective on cancer and her perspective on what we can um, do. And what kept coming back to my mind was that life happens for you, not to you. Now, I really believe that we all have a choice in how we handle what happens to us. You know, we can't, we can't, Um, we can't resist if we're diagnosed with cancer. We can't resist if we lose our job. We can't resist, um, sorry, we can resist. What I'm trying to say is we, you know, it's kind of outside our, our sphere, um, of what we can control or have an ability to have an effect over, If we get diagnosed with cancer, a family member is in a life-threatening place um, health-wise or passes away, or any of those real challenges and tragedies in life, and we can't control that, but um, I think one of the best ways and most uh, hopeful and um, calming things that we can do is view life as that it's happening for us and not to us. So what this means is, you know, when I was talking with my sister and she said, you know, I can't, I, 
I can't control the fact that I was diagnosed with cancer. You know, I've been diagnosed with cancer. So I have one of two options. I can resist it and be angry and just stay that way. Or I can say, okay, what can I do about it now? How can I be in control of it now? How can I make the best of the situation? And often in life, I know my experience personally has been sometimes I resist and I get angry and I just stay angry that things in life happen that are unfair, that are challenging, that are heartbreaking. And um, what happens when you sit and resist and remain angry about a situation is there's no possibility for hope. There's no possibility for creating something positive. There's no possibility for anything really. And, um, uh, you know, life, life is, is, I think, full of a box of chocolates, full of uncertainty, full of so much. Um, and I really, truly think we have the ability and choice to choose how we want to handle something. And it's not right or wrong if you choose to stay angry and upset. That's not right or wrong. It's not right or wrong if you choose to look at it and be like, okay, what I'm choosing right now is to believe that life is happening for me, not to me. There's nothing right or wrong about it. But that choice in believing that life is happening for you, not to you, could be the access to viewing things differently, to seeing different opportunities, and to really... Um, live a life of love rather than bitterness, resentment, and anger. And, um, you know, I find it difficult sometimes to talk about this because there are horrible tragedies in the world, like horrible, horrible tragedies. And, um, and at the same time, when I look at there, uh, the spectrum of people who come out of a tragedy, there's often two camps. And I remember I was reading Viktor Frankl's book, um, Man's Search for Meaning, and it really boils down to after the Holocaust, there were two types of people that you would interview after. A, type, a group of people that remained angry and bitter about what happened, and they had every single right to, every single right to. And then he would interview people who, after the Holocaust, decided to create their life and um, make something beautiful from it. And I think, you know, there's a great loss. Um, there's so many types of loss when you go through something. You have your initial loss of health. You have your initial loss of that family member who died. You have that initial loss of job or whatever it is, but then there is an option and a choice for a secondary loss. And the secondary loss is secondary loss of your life. How do you want to live your life after this loss? And um, Victor Frankl would interview these people, the group that remained angry and bitter after um, the Holocaust 
literally live the rest of their lives in their own cage of bitterness and anger. And that breaks my heart um, for the secondary impact of loss, of the fact that not only have there been actual losses, actual murders, um, but then there are people who live afterwards and their life is, um, is caged up. And um, there's a beautiful lady that I know who's mid-90s now, and she survived the Holocaust. Um, she was, I think, 14, and she was, uh, she was Jewish, and she survived the Holocaust. And anytime I see her now, she's one of the most beautiful, cheery, amazing, spunky women I have ever met. And, um, and it reminds me that you can go through the most horrific, horrific things and what's not been taken from you is your ability to choose, your ability to choose how you're going to handle it after, how you're going to approach it. And I think it's just so powerful for me that when something happens in my life that I go back to, I'm choosing to believe that this is for me. I don't know why, I don't know how, I don't know what, but I'm just going to choose and trust that this is happening for me. And there's something calming about it when I choose to believe that this is happening for me. You know, um, when my parents got divorced about 10 years ago, it was a really rough period in my life, and um, I was very angry and bitter for a while about it. And, um, and then when I took this approach of life is happening for me, not to me, I really then went back and looked at, you know, that, that experience of my parents going through the divorce. Would I have wanted to have gone through that the way it went? Absolutely not. Would I want anybody to go through it the way it went? No. But um, I was able to look at it and say, yes. You know, it gave me so much more empathy for people who are going through that situation. So much more understanding for people who are going through a challenging situation. It broadened my level of ability to connect with people. And, um, and that's how I view it now. And so, you know, in this situation of the, the whole coronavirus or anything you're going through in your life, whether it's a job loss, whether it's a family health, whatever it is, I really encourage you to sit and say, okay, I have a choice. I can choose to resist this. I can choose to potentially get angry and bitter towards this. And that's totally fine if you do. There's no judgment here on that. Or what would happen if I just stepped out on that branch and said, I'm just going to choose to trust that this is happening for me. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know anything. But I'm just going to choose to trust that this is happening for me. And that's it. And, um, 
I really encourage you when take some time and view it in that way. So that's been on my heart and my mind for a couple of weeks, specifically since I got back from spending the time with my sister. You know, another gift that my sister's cancer gave me was um, the ability to really say, no, I'm not waiting for future down the road in my life. I don't know how much time I have. I, I don't really know how much time my loved ones have. And so if there's something for me to say, if there's something for me to create, that's what I'm going to do. And so from my heart to your heart, wherever it is today, know <clears throat> that you are loved, you are seen, you are valuable, and you are the one. So until next time, go talk to your loved ones. And go take time, sit in your heart, and create a beautiful life. <laughs>